The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Don't you just love paying taxes? Of course not, no one loves paying taxes. But what is the believer's rightful relationship to government? That's what we will be talking about today on Grace in Focus. Thank you for joining us. This is the broadcast and podcast ministry of the Grace Evangelical Society. Find out much more about the Grace Evangelical Society at our website, faithalone.org. If you're interested in our online seminary, application and registration for the spring semester is open now, and you can find that at gesseminary.org. Now here are Ken Yates and Catherine Wright with our discussion for today. We are dealing with what we would call, what, controversial or Mm -hmm. difficult passages here. Some of you all may know that I was an army chaplain, and so I worked for the government for a number of years, and it was very common, and even since I've left being a chaplain, since I've retired, I get the question too, what, what is the relationship of the believer to the government. And I think those questions are being asked even more so today when it seems that the, what would we say, the moral foundation Mm -hmm. of our country seems to be crumbling, you know, LGBT stuff, transgender stuff, transgender surgery, abortion. abortion. Mm -hmm. How do we respond to these different things? And Paul in Romans 13 deals with obeying the government. Mm-hmm. He, he addresses that issue. I would just say that there's a wide variety of opinions. Like, for example, what if a law is a bad law? We live in a democracy. Is our responsibility different to speak out against it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Will for, we be held accountable yes. or not? Speaking? Or if, if a law, either a local law or a national law, and, and that's another thing. What if it's a national law, but it goes against mm-hmm. what you think is in or, the Constitution? Or even should we run for office knowing that it's corrupt, for example? I right. Like, Man, I, I don't know. <laughs> that's hard. Or if a law is contrary to Scripture... But you're not specifically have to violate it, but it allows, you know, for something sinful to take place. Do you support it or do you speak out against it? Uh, or do you just completely self-isolate? There's some, you know, this is kind of like the monks do that, right? They mm-hmm. just completely get out of the world altogether and just say, we're going to be apart and be in our own the compound. monastic lifestyle. Yes, right. that's exactly right. Yeah. And I remember when I was young, older people remember Francis Schaeffer. Mm-hmm. And I remember some of his writings. He was calling, for example, that because these laws are unjust or unrighteous, that we may have to withhold our taxes. There's such a wide variety of how evangelicals have come to this passage. The wisdom of Solomon. So let's see what Paul has to say. He says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Right off the bat there, you know, the the question is, is Paul just talking in general terms in the sense that God has established governments for the well-being of people upon earth? In other words, he's he's allowed people with authority to take those positions in order to 
hold back evil mm-hmm. for the good of of the people underneath them. And so he's not saying that God established Hitler or God established Putin or a dictator in China or the guy in North Korea, but it just he has put human government upon the earth for good. Because, that we need law and order. Right. That human beings need, you know, road signs <laughs> and speed limits. I mean, I know that's a very small, benign example, but we need those things. But what we would say is, I don't know if conservative is the right word, but more conservative Bible teachers say, no, every leader has been placed there. You know, wow. e- every leader has been placed by God. So every leader in, in, in whatever country has been placed there by God. And we are as believers to be subject to whoever our governing authorities yeah, are. Yeah, even in my study Bible, it makes the comment that even if these authorities are evil, such as Nero, right, the emperor of Rome who was cruelly persecuting the Christians at the time that Paul wrote this book. And that certainly is a, a strong argument that he's talking about all, mm-hmm. uh, all leaders. And uh, it's harder for us because we live, like I say, we live in a democracy and our rules are a little bit different. But do we obey our government even when they do unrighteous laws? Uh, do you know, do he's going to say at the end of this passage, we pay taxes, mm-hmm. for, for example. And you hear it? Today, you know, uh, you every now and then you'll hear a Christian leader in various places say, we need to quit paying taxes because it's supporting these evil policies. Right. Right. But then you also, it's interesting, if I'm not mistaken, this was an issue at the Revolutionary War as well, during the Revolutionary War, where some pastors and Christians said we should not oppose England yes. because of these verses saying, no, we can't be, we can't revolt. Right. Because that's unbiblical. So it's definitely impacted the Christian community for centuries. Yeah. And the basic principle, I think, that all would agree on is of evangelicals who who hold to the authority of the scriptures. They would say that if the government tells you to do something that is contrary to God's word, Mm -hmm. then you're not to obey. They've usurped the authority that God has given them. So for example, Daniel. Right. Daniel. Or in Acts when mm-hmm. they said, don't preach yes. in Jesus's name. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they go, no, we're going to do that. So there are limits to that. But the question is, mm-hmm. <laughs> where, uh, where, where does that, that happen? Yeah. Where is that line? Where's the line end and begin? Again, Francis Schaeffer evidently was drawing the line where you can't even give taxes to a government that's doing that, even if they're not telling you mm-hmm. to do something that is evil. Yep. And it seems to me that Christians are going to differ among themselves as to when the government has crossed that line in each particular case. Can we be just total cop outs here (laughs) and say that, you know, one of the things we've argued with the book of Romans is that when we're talking about the Christian life and how to live a life that's pleasing to him, it is by walking in the spirit. And so is it, is it a cop out just to say that we walk in the spirit and we make those decisions as they come? Well, I do think people are going to make those decisions differently. Right. Like, like 
we were talking before in our day and age in the government in some places this happens like in Canada the pronouns yes. you know when you're told to call someone by the pronoun of which they aren't are you lying you know if mm-hmm. it's a woman and they say call me he or right. if it's a man and say call me she are you lying is that a is that a direct violation of God's command or even in a more extreme example would be what if you're in North Korea and you're being held there, but you can escape. You have an opportunity to escape. That's breaking the law, mm-hmm. but you do. So you can, you know, get over to China. Is that wrong? With a hope to, to escape. To escape, yeah. yeah. Now, see, <laughs> I don't on know. those particular yeah. cases, on both those cases, I would say yes. I would say go for it. Because you, you're, they're telling yeah. you to lie. And, for example, I see in, in the book of Acts... The apostles flee. Yeah. So to me, those would be examples that, yes, you could do that. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure there are going to be some believers who would say, no, you know, you can't escape. And I'm assuming there would be some believers who say, no, that's just a name on those pronouns. You know, someone can be called whatever they want to be called. Mm -hmm. But I would say no. And this may go with what Paul later says in Romans, let each one you know, in these what we call neutral areas or gray areas, we have to decide. Right. Is, is the government telling me to do something that is contrary to God's command? And there's going to be differences. And boy, in our world today, you can just see so many examples of that. You know, the the COVID vaccines, for example. Oh, you man, know, does, yeah. does the government have the right to command you to do that? Mm-hmm. Or can you say no? And I know Christians on both sides of that issue. Now, Paul does mention in here about the wrath, uh, that those who disobey the government uh, brings wrath upon them. Mm-hmm. And in Romans, what does wrath refer to, Catherine? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've said over and over, if you followed our series, you know that wrath is not referring to the great white throne judgment for unbelievers. This is not a coming wrath for the unsaved. Rather, this is dealing with the consequences of sin here and now. And so if we could just follow that thread, that government is for good in that when we need order, we need law and order once again. And when we have murderers and thieves and people destroying things, that there is going to be a governing authorities that will step in and be used by God to bring consequences. He says execute wrath. Execute and, wrath. And this yeah. is a strong argument, even though many, many expositors of Romans say that wrath refers to hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no. no, I mean, the government doesn't send people to hell, but they execute God's wrath upon people who do evil. Here and now. Here and now. Exactly. Right. And so in the previous verses, he talks about let God take vengeance and mm-hmm. wrath upon those who do you wrong. And we argue there that it's not talking about hell either. It seems to me that in these gray areas or these neutral areas, that when we're convinced the government has overstepped its bound, that one of the things we're saying is, I'm willing to take the wrath that the government would yeah, put upon me. I was also going to say, it just seems to me like this is a principle, both in the previous section and this one, where Paul's not dealing with the 
nuanced issues. Right. He's not dealing with the pronouns and the COVID and the what ifs. He's speaking in a general sense of believers should strive to be peaceful. And he says that the government is for good. Yes. And as a general principle, obviously there's times when the government is not good. Right. You but know, he's not Hitler, addressing that. The, yeah. Right. He's just speaking in general terms that as believers, we should strive for peace within the body of Christ. But then also we should strive to be good citizens. We yes. Should- even if we think that the laws are unjust, even if we think that maybe there's corruption. Or just going a stupid on. law. Right. Why do I have to do that? But you know? if when they, when they ask me to do something that's contrary to God's word, then I can say no. Yeah. Well, remember to be gracious to those around you and remember, keep keep grace grace in focus. Would you like to deepen your understanding of scripture and the Christian life? Well, a great place to start is our website. We've got all kinds of free materials on the site available for you. One of those which is extremely popular is our magazine, Grace in Focus. It comes out six times a year. It's full color, easy to read, and people are really growing who read it. So stop by and get a free subscription at faithalone.org. Maybe you've got a question or comment or feedback. If so, please send us a message. Here's our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. On the next episode of Grace in Focus, are there gray areas, neutral areas, areas of freedom for the Christian? Join us next time, and until then, let's keep grace in focus. The preceding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.